Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Sabres podcast, September 22nd. The Sabres have reported training camp. A lot of the veteran players, at least, have reported to training camp. And we are off and running. The preseason is six days away. We've got news on Jack Eichel today. We've got news on Rasmus Dahlin and uh, some other fun stuff planned for you on today's episode. Joe DiBiase flying solo on today's episode. Jordan Hanskin uh, and I will be recording tonight, Tuesday night, our Sweden Olympic projections. We're still going through our Olympic projections that we've been doing for the last week or so. So that'll be coming on uh, probably tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, or is today Wednesday? I'm throwing off the days. Thursday morning. So Thursday morning, you'll have the Sweden projections. Um, but had to jump on here. We had some breaking news with the Sabres this morning. And we were planning to anyway because training camp is underway. And in terms of the testing, in terms of the physicals, um, they're not quite on the ice yet, but that will come tomorrow. And then you'll be able to see them. If you want to go head down to Harbor Center for their open practices there, you'll be able to get a look at the Sabres training camp. Um, I don't know yet what we're doing for our Sabres opening night lineup draft. I do know we're going to do it in the next week or so. Um, I'm very excited for that because it's very hard to predict what the opening night lineup will look like for the Buffalo Sabres. That'll be a discussion to be had uh, in the future. But we got to start today's episode with the big news on Rasmus Dahlin. So that's really where we're going to kick things off. It's a three-year deal worth $18 million for Rasmus Dahlin, a bridge contract for Dahlin. Now, when I first saw the contract, I was like, all right, Dahlin did a good job here. It's Dahlin um, who really, I think... He, he did well. I think he got what he wanted. If I were Rasmus Dahlin, I would not have been willing to sign a long-term extension with this franchise at the current money that I think I probably would have been worth because the the brutal honest answer is Dahlin is not worth nine plus million dollars. I think that's the hope that he'll get to that level of player at some point. And he was doing that in some regard in the second half of the, of the 2020 season under, under Don Granado. But Dalin is not that player yet. He needs to get there. He is, to me, the franchise player going forward. Everybody, you know, is making Dylan Cousins out to be the next face of the franchise. I am not ready to promote him to that level. I think Dalin is the man that matters the most on this organization. I think he has the highest skill level. I think he has the highest production. And I think he has the type of talent that could be a franchise-changing player, an organizational-changing player that the Sabres have really not otherwise had outside of Jack Eichel, who didn't have enough around him, really, to change the franchise and change the organization for the better. So, to me, I think Darlene's the guy to focus on. Darlene's development is most important. I think he's going to become a leader on this team in the next couple of years, if not, he is, if he isn't already. Um, but... The contract is the news here. The Sabres, I would hope, were trying to get him done on a long-term extension. You know, eight years, seven million per, eight years, eight million per. Hell, I would have been willing to go up to what Miro Heiskanen got for the Dallas Stars, which was an eight-year deal worth $8.4 million per year. I would have been willing to do that deal with Darlene today. The question is, 
Would Darlene have gone for it? I think Darlene shouldn't have. Even at that level, I would not have gone for eight years, 8.4 million. And did the Sabres go for that? Did the Sabres want that deal? To me, you had to have some foresight to be able to look at that as a value. Because in in three, four years, when he's going to be up for an extension, the cap is going to go up because of all this new TV money. And you're already seeing it now that defenseman of that caliber, Seth Jones, is getting $9.5 million. Darnell Nurse, even, is getting $9-plus million. Kale McCarr is in the $9.5 million range. In three years' time, that level of defenseman is going to be making north of $10 million. I think could be making north of $11 million. I think Darlene, assuming he does take the steps he needs to as a franchise-level player for the Buffalo Sabres, in three years' time, he will be up for an extension that he'll be worth $11 million a year in that range, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. I don't know what the cap is going to do, how much inflation really will go up with, with NHL contracts, but that is what is there. That's the potential for Rasmus Dahlin. So I think it suits him more than it suits the Sabres to go for a three-year deal. He does have RFA arbit- arbitration rights, uh, at the end of this contract. So if you're wondering about, you know, Sam Reinhardt, who was able to push his way out um, with just one year left as an RFA, and then he's a UFA thereafter, the Sabres will have restricted free agency uh, rights with Darlene when this contract is up. So you don't have to think about, you don't have to worry about him leaving the organization at any point soon also. But I mean, as it this will go for any player right now, I'm not giving the Sabres the benefit of the doubt on anybody that can get anyone signed to a long-term extension right now. And I think that includes Rasmus Dahlin. And that will still be the case if in three years' time this ship has not been turned around, then he's the next guy we will think about for this. Jack Eichel will probably be long gone at that point. Sam Reinhardt, Rasmus Ristolainen will be long gone. Linus Allmark, a lot of these guys that are in the middle of their primes that chose to leave. For obvious reasons. This was not a competitive club to be playing with. If Darlene in three years time wants out and he'll be in the middle of his prime, then you better hope that you've turned things around. The same, the clock starts. Here comes the clock on Darlene. It's way far down the road to where we don't have to talk about it. You know, all the time, like we did with Eichel last season, I might mention, I might not mention it again for two years, but the clock starts now that, this will continue to happen. It, it, the more and the more time goes on without the Sabres being able to become a stable and a competitive team in the National Hockey League, there will be a cycle of young talent that decides to leave you until you decide to get that going. And Darlene would be the next wave of that. But again, they got a lot of time to get that done. And then they'll have rights to keep retain Darlene even after that. Um, but overall, you know, good that it's done. The Sabres are above the cap floor now by $3 million. They needed this contract in order to get above the cap floor. Uh, I'll talk about what that means, though, for Eichel in a second because this contract does affect that a little bit. But good to have Rasmus Dahlin back. I think he's going to be in line for big minutes to start the NHL season for the Sabres. I think with Ristolainen gone, Hagen, you know, 25 minutes a night. With Brandon Montour gone, who got a lot of minutes in the past couple of seasons, I think Dahlin is ready for a jump in his playing time. Uh, Last season, last season for Rasmus Dahlin, he averaged 21 minutes, 36 seconds of ice time a night. I'd be, what's a good number for him? 
somewhere between 23 and 24 in my mind is good. Like not a crazy jump, but throw an extra minute, minute and a half on Darlene's plate and see if he can handle it. To me, the bigger guy for that is Henry Yoki Haru. Yoki Haru should be playing on a pair with Darlene to start the season. He played 18 minutes, 23 seconds a night last year. I think that should be north of 20 minutes a night next season, if not 21 minutes a night. Um, but a good young Sabres blue line that they've got developing, and Darlene is really at the front of that. A um, couple of stats for you. If you're like, he's worth the $6 million, by the way. Like, even though he's been inconsistent, I think he's a $6 million defenseman in the National Hockey League. These stats are courtesy of Jay Fresh Hockey on Twitter, and he gets a lot of those numbers from Instat. But Darlene is, I talk about the modern-day defenseman a lot, the guy that's able to pass the puck, the guy that is able to carry the puck, zone entries, get it out of your own end, and not really worry too much about, you know, the uh, the what? Worry about the, 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 the hits in front of the net, worry about the toughness, worry about the puck battles. In fact, here's a, a little graphic for you here for our watchers over on uh, over on YouTube. You can, by the way, check us out on YouTube uh, at Lockdown Sabres. This is courtesy of JFresh Hockey. You've got 94% pass rate, 91% slot passes, 60% pass percentage, zone entries, 89%, pass entries, 80%, carry entries, 93%, zone exits, 83%. In terms of the, this is not, you know, his success rate. This is the percentile uh, compared to the rest of the league. Pass exits, 73%, carry exits, 79%, turnovers per pass. He's in the 94 percentile. Really, again, the areas that Darlene struggles are the areas that personally I don't really care that much about. I mean, I don't think win percentage on puck battles is necessary to be a top defenseman in the sport. They'd be nice to have, but the rest of this is what is important. The passing ability, the zone entry ability, the ability to carry the puck yourself, carry it into the neutral zone, and then into the offensive zone, get your teammates set up. Darlene's got all of those skills. He's got all those that, that talent. He has not taken this generational type uh, career arc so far like we were hoping for him, but I still think that player is in there. I still think there is potential for Darlene to be that level of good. All right, uh, we're going to take a timeout here to talk about Jack Eichel, but in just uh, just a second, because first, got to tell you about DirecTV Stream. It's a new way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your sport, favorite mo sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV Dot com. Also want to talk to you about Built Bar. I've got a bunch of new flavors for Built Bar. I just got a box of cookie dough in the mail, and I've eaten three in two days. I mean, they've got the little pockets of actual cookie dough in the bar, and they're covered in chocolate. I mean, oh, my God. You can't believe they're as healthy as they are because it tastes like a cookie dough candy bar, really. Uh, and, again, they are healthy because check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to built.com and use the promo code locked on. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. All right. So we talked about Rasmus Dahlin, Joe DiBiase here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Uh, again, for our listeners on uh, Odyssey, on the Apple Podcast app, 
on Spotify. You can check us out on YouTube to search Lockdown Sabres, and you can watch full episodes. You can watch shorter clips. Um, we're going to bring you a video component of the podcast now. Uh, Jack Eichel, it appears as though, will fail his physical that he is having on Tuesday afternoon with the Buffalo Sabres. Not a surprise there. There's been a consensus really by the team and by Eichel's doctor that he cannot play again until he gets a neck surgery. Now, we still have the disagreement about the artificial disc replacement that Eichel wants and the spinal fusion that the Sabres want him to get. Now, interesting couple of days here with Eichel in regards to the surgery. A couple of days ago, Darren Dreger on the Ray and Dregs podcast that he does with Ray Ferraro said that Eichel was going out west. He was going to meet with a bunch of doctors. And if the consensus among those doctors was that the artificial disc replacement that Eichel wants is the right path, then that would be the surgery that he would get, basically implying that the Sabres would give in and let Eichel get the surgery that he wants. But the next day, Dreger tweeted that there was not a consensus among the doctors on which surgery Eichel was to get. And the Sabres are still strong in their position that the spinal fusion surgery is the better option and is the right option. So now we continue to be at the standstill and it does not appear that anything is going to happen until we figure out which surgery Eichel is going to get. And now questions are to be asked about what happens if Jack Eichel just goes out on his own and gets these artificial disc replacement surgery. Can the Sabres suspend him without pay? They would never want to terminate his contract given that they want to trade him. Um, what happens? Is he can, can he go to go do that? He'd have to pay that out of pocket, obviously, and wouldn't be able to go through insurance. But he's a ten million dollar player. I mean, among you know, the average guy wouldn't be able to afford that. But I think Jack Eichel would be able to. Um, but then there's liability issues if that happens. But what happens the other way around? What if the Sabers say you have to get the fusion surgery, and Eichel just says, "I'm not getting it." I'm not getting it. I'm not going to go out on my own and get the disc replacement, but sorry, I'm not getting the fusion surgery. I am not going to be, uh, I'm not going to have neck problems and back problems when I'm older because you want me to get this surgery instead now. So to me, I don't know what happens. Medical arbitration was an option in the CBA. That has not happened yet. I don't know why that has not happened. I wonder if Eichel is saving that for his next team. I don't. I think you might only be able to do that once. I'm not really sure. I was reading through the CBA, could not find an answer to that. It's a lot of confusion, and it's because this is a unique situation. This is the most complex situation I have ever seen for a player, a disgruntled player like this in sports. Not just the Sabers, not just hockey. I have not seen like this something like this really in sports. So I don't know what it's going to look like going forward. But one thing I'll tell you that I am supremely confident in. And I'm glad I saw somebody else kind of put some credence to this because Darren Dreger, who loves to hedge things and really a lot of times does not give you a lot of information, he decided to speculate a couple of days ago, which he doesn't often do. But I think he went the wrong way. Dreger speculated on his podcast that, and Ray Ferraro backed him up, that the Olympics do not play a part in this Eichel saga. To me, that is crazy to think that it does not play a part. Jack Eichel has not played a meaningful hockey game in six years. That guy has got to be, you can't convince me, he is not desperate to play for Team USA at Beijing in the Olympics in the biggest hockey tournament of his life. And that's coming up in five months. And he's got to know that 
He gets the fusion surgery. This is another reason for Eichel to not get the fusion surgery. If he gets the fusion surgery, no Olympics. It's a six to month, eight, it's six, six to eight month timeline for return. He is not playing in Beijing if he gets the fusion surgery. If he gets the disc replacement, he'll be ready. He should be ready. The timeline is a lot shorter. It is closer to weeks than it is to that timeline of six to eight months. He should be ready to go if he has the disc replacement. Another check for Eichel as to why he should get that surgery over the fusion, which to me sounds like if the Sabres don't give in, nothing's going to happen. I don't, nothing's going to happen. He's going to fail his physical. And Friedman, by the way, he said that he heard from a player not to discount the effect that the Olympics would play in this. So someone probably inside the organization is a Sabres player, maybe, maybe another player that knows Jack around the NHL is telling Friedman, like, he wants to go to the Olympics. And of course he wants to go to the Olympics. And of course that's playing a part. I think the next, I think the next faceoff Jack Eichel takes, the next time he steps on the ice, he wants to do it for in red, white, and blue. He wants to do it for Team USA. I ha- I believe that that is the case. It's all it's pure. It's a guess. It's speculation, but just connect the dots, man. How can it not? How could that not be true? How could that not be true? So he's not getting traded because no one's going to trade for him now, and it sounds like no one's going to trade for him until we have a resolution on what surgery he's getting. And I don't I don't see that happening. I wonder if I wonder if he's just going to go get it. If he's just going to go off on his own and get the disc replacement surgery and deal with whatever repercussions come after. I, if I, I'll tell you this, if I were Jack Eichel, that's what I would do. If i put yourself in Jack Eichel's shoes, you don't want to play for the Sabres again. Well, you know what? Maybe you would be okay playing for the Sabres again, but the ultimate goal is to get traded. You know, if you got to play to rebuild your value, help the team facilitate a trade, fine. But your ultimate goal is to play for another National Hockey League team. But your your goal also is to fix fix your neck neck issue, and your goal is to get on the ice in Beijing for the Olympics. If I were Jack Eichel, that's where my heart would be. That's what I'd be trying to accomplish, and to accomplish that goal, I am, I guess, going against the team. I am going to just deal with the 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 consequences after the fact, and I am going to go get artificial disc replacement surgery. I'm going to pay it out of my own pocket, and I'm going to get my hockey career back on track without having to risk my long-term health that the fusion surgery presents. If I'm Jack Eichel, that's the route I would take. And I wonder if he is getting closer and closer to just deciding, screw it, I'm going to get the surgery I want. I don't care what the team says. It's his body. They can't make him get the fusion surgery. They can stop him in, I guess, legally through the CBA from getting the disc replacement surgery, but they can't stop him from going and getting it. If he wants to pay it out of pocket, to my understanding, they could spend him without pay. Sabres might love that, honestly, because his cap would still count against them. They're $3 million over the the cap floor. And that is with Eichel's contract on the books. That's the other thing. If they were to trade him right now, they would need to take on at least $7 million back in cap. Uh, Darlene's contract puts them just over the cap floor and they need to stay above it. They designed their cap as though Eichel's going to be on this team. So if he gets traded, $7 million has to come back. Don't think it's going to happen anyway. So that's what's going on right now. Camp gets started. We have a contract for Darlene. We've got a failed physical for Jack Eichel. And, um, yeah, we're going to start talking more, though, about the opening night lineup 
and some some line combinations, roster decisions, and we'll have our opening night lineup draft coming on uh, one of the next coming episodes. So that's it for me today on the podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports. Check our, our YouTube channel, Locked On Sabers, and uh, you could listen to us. Uh, well, you already listened to us, Odyssey, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. This has been the Locked On Sabers podcast with Joe DiBiase, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.